Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is your host, Hayden Bo, and I'm sitting here with Ian Kaplan and Simon Chang. Uh, today, Steffi is in the UK with her boxing team, so we're going without her. Uh, we're talking about a few interesting things. Um, first of all, if anybody has been following what's been going on in the powerlifting world, um, there was a gentleman in the 67 kilogram class who screamed at the top of his lungs that he, I am a fucking phenom uh, <laughs> in a powerlifting meet and that his entire total was disqualified. Uh, and we talk about whether or not that's legit. Um, we had Simon actually look up the rules, uh, the USPA rule book, uh, to check on that. Uh, we also talk a little bit about Simone Biles, uh, and her unfortunate withdrawal from the Tokyo Olympics. Um, she was having some mental health, uh, concerns and, uh, decided it would be best to pull out. So. Hope she's doing well. We talk a little bit about that and why some people are upset and then why some people are upset at people for being upset. It's uh, it's a whole thing. So uh, if you're listening to this episode, don't forget to screenshot the episode. Uh, tag me, tag uh, Hybrid Unlimited, tag Steffi, tag our co-hosts today, Simon and Ian Kaplan, and uh, you're automatically going to be entered in a draw to potentially win some Hybrid Legacy apparel or Hybrid Legacy gear, which is the official apparel of the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies. Check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code HYBRID in all caps to get 10% off. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories, balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. These products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a hybrid unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code hybrid in all caps. So check them out. That's Beam and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. Um, I think that's it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. <laughs> Before we get into uh, the important stuff, um, Steffi is not here today. She's in the UK. And for a team who's been trying to uh, communicate with her, her phone works poorly at the best of times here. And now she's over there. And <clears throat> I didn't know the UK was a third world country. But according to <laughs> how we're able to contact her, it is. She literally can't, like, I'll send her a photo. She's like, can't see it. Just says downloading. <laughs> like, her hotel has trash Wi-Fi. She tries to FaceTime me, and it says poor connection. Yeah. It's brutal. She can't do, like, she can make phone calls every once in a while. But I'm like, that's rough. I have a, I have a plan that no matter where I go in the world, it just picks up the strongest signal wherever I am. So it's like, when I'm here, it'll switch between AT&T and Verizon. When I'm in Japan, it does whatever company over there, and I don't have to worry about anything. And it costs a lot more. Yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, dude, you gotta be on your you gotta be able to be on your phone. That's crazy. Um, so, did you find the rule, by the way? Yeah, I couldn't find any. Couldn't or find any anything related to swearing, cursing, profanity, language. Okay, yeah. So there's this guy for mm -hmm. the listeners. Who don't know what we're talking about. 
Um, I believe he calls himself the French Phenom. <laughs> On Instagram, his handle is K-I-N-N-G underscore 67. His name's Nabil. And he is definitely a super strong athlete. He just competed, I believe, in USPA. Yeah, USPA. And did like a, a 9.7 times body weight total at 145 pounds. So he did the entire meet and then got disqualified at the end. And he was disqualified for using profane language on the platform because <coughs> when he finished his third squat attempt, or whatever his final squat attempt is, I don't know how many attempts he took, he, he screamed violently, I am a fucking phenom! <laughs> and which is cringe. It's, strange, it's definitely strange <laughs> behavior. Um, but I, I don't know. They said that that was a rule, and you just looked it up and there's nothing. Yeah, it must be related to some type of, I don't even know, loophole rule, like disrespecting the judge, something related to that. Because I was looking uh, on Reddit, and everybody was saying, yeah, it's a rule, it's a rule, it's a rule. So there must be some source for it, but you just read through. Unless we can't can't find it. Interesting. But yeah, that was my next thought, was like maybe it's something along the lines of, um, you know, just making the federation look bad yeah. or being disrespectful to the judges. Because yeah. I know you can get banned. You can get a warning and then get banned if you use smelling salts in front of the crowd. Yeah. Twice. Same with like getting a slap. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that one. I know for IPF for sure because wow. my friend almost got disqualified just from. I think IPF a and slap. USPA have almost the same rules because um, IPF is trying to be the most legit because they have these dreams of being in the Olympics, which won't happen, but yeah. never <laughs> they're, they're really going after that. And then USPA wants to be seen as the legitimate, like untested side of powerlifting. So they pretty much have the same rule book, but yeah, you'll get a warning. Like if you do smelling salts and you're out past the curtain and the crowd can see you, they'll be like, ah, <laughs> it's allowed, but normies don't understand. So go back behind the curtain yeah. and do your weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing with like, Back slaps or neck slaps. Um, That's weird because is there any other sport where you have to cater the behavior to the the audience member who's like there who doesn't know anything about powerlifting or about the sport? That's a good like question. Is, is the NBA like telling them not to There's do There's conduct rules in all the sports, right? There's standards of conduct that yeah, are not always explicit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, usually the officials have like a lot of discretion as to like who they can throw out for whatever reason but swearing is a weird one because like have you ever listened to uh like mic'd up yeah when they mic up athletes oh yeah dude i love the, the nhl old... is the worst one the, dude the nhl is insane <laughs> the guys are just swearing they're for like no kill reason. their family <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they're, they're like not even they'll be talking to themselves and yeah. saying crazy shit yeah. like no one's around them yeah, yeah. and then the I remember seeing this one that was actually really funny. This guy, I can't remember who was mic'd up, but he's on the bench and uh, he sees somebody coming over to him. He's like, yeah, 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 just don't be yourself. I'm mic'd up. So like, don't say any crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> don't be yourself. Yeah. yeah. The NFL runs a lot of mics in, on people too. And that's what they get for like hard knocks and for like NFL films yeah. and stuff. Like it's really good. NFL Weird. hard knocks is amazing. Yeah. I love it. What's I, hard knocks? Oh, you don't it's, know? It's, it's like the preseason, like HBO special where they follow a team through the preseason and that team almost always does terribly. 
with like a few exceptions, but like, <laughs> but like they just record everything that, that happens. Taking them through training camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. Anything through, through training camp. Yeah. And of course it's preseason. So just like everyone is mic'd up and including like, you know, people who don't, who aren't even going to make the team, but who are like character favorites. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. It's, it's like a reality yeah. show almost. Yeah. Oh, it, was, yeah. it is a reality it show. Was a, it got really popular when Chad Johnson was in it um, for the Bengals, I think. Yeah. And he was mic'd up all the time and just like walking into meetings late. Yeah. Um, They'll usually, saying the most insane things on, right. on the mic. It's kind of, the, they, they've got a formula down where they like would follow, like the star would get like whatever, 20% of the airtime, you know, the quarterback and the right. you know, wide receiver and maybe like one defensive player. But then it was all about the guys who were like trying to make the team. And those, uh, that was like the real story. And were yeah. they like trying to like play up a character <laughs> yeah. role because they're like, this is how I could make it, or like or, being a personality? Or no, I think the thing is, I think it's the the film crew telling the story, well, right, right. Like, you know, they're just trying to make it, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think some of them might be like, oh, I'm on TV, like, you know, if I do well and I don't make this team, then you know, people are watching this, you know, this camp more than others, so I can get a shot at another team. Yeah, you know, reality TV is super weird because I had a very small experience with it um, <clears throat> where I did the interview for NBC Titan Games mm-hmm. and they dig so hard to try to get some sort of like traumatic background story out of you yeah. so that they, they want that right so that when you go into the show they can be like for anyone who hasn't seen Titan Games it's like you do these weird sort of like strength and endurance feats mm-hmm. that they make up where you like drag a giant ball on a chain and you like yeah I don't know, it's like a it's like a, a ninja warrior thing but for people who are bad at gymnastics mm-hmm. and who are strong so i did the interview for that and they're like all right tell me about like your most traumatic thing that's happened to you and i'm like there's none <laughs> it's been pretty smooth sailing like <laughs> like and they're like I've next had, nothing like fucked up's really happened and the guy is on the other end is so like animated. So imagine you're on this Zoom call, right? And it's me, and I'm not I'm not really an animated person, right? And he's like, at every every time I'm giving an answer, because they send these video interviews to another team that like evaluates if you're going to be a good personality on the show. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> he's like trying to coach like, you. Yeah, up. He's like trying to get me to be amped up, yeah. and I'm like, no, like that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to talk how I talk. I'm not doing all this goofy stuff. And then, but anyways, <laughs> like they would dig, so I told him I had nothing traumatic that happened. So he's like, well, how about this? How about this? And he keeps throwing out ideas. It's like, did somebody like in your family ever pass away? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who? I'm like, my grandpa. They're like, are you close with them? I'm like, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> They're like, well, how did that shape you? Do you have any good stories? And they literally just pull it out of you. And then by mm-hmm. the end of it, you know, he, I think... They sent me something that like what explained my interview and what they had turned my story of like my my grandpa passing away, which was obviously sad, but it wasn't like a life changing experience for me. It made it seem like I'm doing this for you, grandpa. Like I'm going <laughs> to go to the so Titan bad. Games and win this for you. And it was like totally not the case. Like they just, I don't know. It's a reality mm-hmm. TV is weird. Yeah, so I like, bet you they're doing all the shit behind the scenes with that with that show. They're like. So what do you think of like Jim? You think he's good enough to make it? Mm. Like, nah, I don't think so. I don't know. And then they'll be like, yo, do you hear what he said? He said yeah. he doesn't think you're good enough to make the team. Yeah, yeah. probably. I mean, with, with that stuff, you have to make it so, you have to spoon feed people the stories because they're not giving you that much attention, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not about, 
there's no complex character development happening in reality TV, right? That's not the point. Yeah, well, and also the people there are not actors, especially if it's just a football team. Yeah, like you're not even getting the vetting process of like having the pre-screening interviews like they did with me. They're just like, hey, guy who plays football, can you talk? There was, but I mean, but there's a funny dimension of that where the head coach does kind of does that for a living. You know, he mostly talks for a living. There was a really good one on the Patriots with Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I've seen a lot of them, but this was years um, ago. Bill Belichick is basically saying, because Julian Edelman was doing really well, he's like, you know, he's going to take your spot, like kind of to Wes Welker. And it yeah. ended up happening. In but, like but a lot of that happens whether... He's like one of the best receivers. That happens well, whether the cameras are there or not. Because yeah. because the, the staff just are cool doing that, right? Seeing it break. <laughs> just taking guys off. No, it's like the linebacker coach is like, hey, that guy's, you know, that guy's yeah, going to yeah. take your spot. Like, you know. They used to do that just in hockey, yeah. too. Um, yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like, you know, yeah. um, hey, you want to make this team, like, you got to do X, Y, and Z. You know, or you got to perform on, on, you know, on Sunday. Um, yeah. Right. It's... It I was, think I think the, the fact that it's a sport, you know, brings out those stories. You just got to tell them. It was yeah, really cool to see because they're like, this guy's going to be something special and all that, and he's going to take his spot. And then obviously the Patriots ended up winning the Super Bowl a few times, and like Julian was one of the big stars. That's amazing when stuff like that happens. I've had watched two and documentaries. He was a QB in yeah. in um, college, and then receiver in the NFL. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, so I had. I watched two reality TV, or not reality TV shows, but documentaries where I was like, how did they get this footage? It doesn't even make sense. Like in situations like that, but even more crazy. One was the Conor McGregor yeah, documentary. Yeah, that one. That one's insane. I'm like, how was the UFC filming this guy back when he was like in Cage Warriors and nobody even knew his name and he's living in like his mom's basement with his girlfriend, you know? Yeah. It's like he was a wacky personality, but like it was a high production value show. And they followed mm-hmm. him around everywhere. They filmed him before and after fights and like his like day in the life type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Day that, in the life before he was even famous. And yeah. then the other one was uh, Eddie Hall. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. that Eddie Hall documentary. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, he, he, I think he was not even like highly ranked. Like it wasn't even a contender. And then. The documentary took place over four years, and by the fourth year, he wins World's Strongest Man. Yeah, I'm like, well, you lucked out there. Yeah, because yeah. if he doesn't win World's Strongest Man, like, who cares about your documentary? Crosser was also good at picking the future stars. Yeah, and filming them before they. Except became... for Matt, didn't want to do any press ever. Yeah, well, that's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> who was one that they like really followed? Um, well, they followed Rich before he won. Yeah. Hey, wasn't there a doc- um, there's a documentary. There's a bunch of documentaries about Rich, but they, followed, they started following him as soon as he came on the scene. I mean, then they just filmed a lot of a lot of the guys who were like, you know, they do this whole like Roads of the Games thing, and they'll pick a bunch of people, and they'll even, you know, and I'm, I think you also get this you know survivor bias where they pick a bunch of people who kind of, you know, have a good year, and then and then you don't really see them again. But they do so many of them that that they get early footage of the people that. Yeah, you only to, see the ones that pan yeah, out. Yeah, but I mean, they do release all of them, right? But they don't. But you don't remember the ones that you that they kind of so are produced. Like, are there camera crews just following like Robert Obrist around in Strongman like all somebody. the time, or like right? There's a Canadian film crew. They just like, hey, Velner, let's. I want to follow you around for the year. Maybe you'll win, and then that like doesn't do well that year. 
Sorry, Vilmer. Is, like that, is that a real thing? Or yeah, 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 no, literally that happened. Oh, you know? <laughs> damn. And they keep following him around because he's an interesting guy and he's good at the sport. You know, he is him and um, Fikowski. Fikowski have a good, yeah. uh, good dynamic. Yeah, really, it's really good. It's really, they're fun to follow on yeah. on social media. Yeah, right. But they they're also just good on camera, so they're good film. Yeah, they, they like content. do their own skits and stuff. <laughs> they're pretty so, creative. So what was good. the one that they did? The so, out of shape, like out off season so thing. Good. Yeah, I think that was from last year when. Yeah, you turned me on to it. Yeah. It was like a four part thing. No, it's so good. But I think that that's that's been several years of that of that of that um, film crew filming both of them, just because just because they're in Canada and those are the guys in Canada. Um, uh, Riley, you're not on the Riley podcast. Has something to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I wanted so, to. So there's just a combination of just how you know who's the the best performer in the sport and, and who's the the most filmable. Didn't they right. at one point it was Frazier, Fikowski, Vellner, like on the podium? Yes. That was a few and, years ago. And then they've had kind of a tough time since, no? The Canadian guys, yeah. Why, I wonder why. Did the competition just get better? or I think it's the year, it's the events, it's type of events. Well, how, however healthy they came in. I don't know them that yeah, well personally. True. You know. I mean, last year was a bizarre year. Where only five people got to go, and it was online the whole time, and that made the top five. So, yeah, that last year was kind of weird. Yeah, so it's kind of a throwaway year. Also, CrossFit totally, you know, blew, you know, went up in flames, and then had to rebuild itself. That's true. With new yeah. leadership, they got hit. <laughs> they fired everybody, and then hired almost everyone back. Glasswing got hit with a a racial scandal and a Me Too yeah, scandal at the same time. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough but if there's one guy that you you know that would that that would happen to it would be him it's amazing though after like all that stuff came out and like the email he's coming out with a book this year he is which is a bad idea Oof, it's like the OJ Simpson if yeah. I did it book yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eventually oh man that's not good some, some quote that morning they saw Maureen chalk up it was like he's like the world has changed in 20 years I haven't I was like, that's what he said yeah oh that's <laughs> It's really bad yeah. for this day and age. It was like uh, paraphrasing, but he wanted to say in the context of he speaks the truth. He spoke the truth in 2001 when he was like... When he said Floyd 19? No. That was a horrible I know. taste. He's equating that to like his treatise on fitness, which is like the CrossFit Journal. Like I spoke the truth to the industry and to like Big Soda oh. and now I'm speaking truth to the government. That's and like, the truth? That's just a terribly yeah. tasteless <laughs> remark. I know. <laughs> Brutal. And also that those documents he wrote 25 years ago are not that great. They're, yeah, they like they sound convincing. Yeah, he's just a good salesman. Yeah, he's very good. He's very captivating. Like a, I'm more than a salesman, he's a, like a legit cult leader. Yeah, right. Was, he, he, was, he could have been a, a worth, much worse cult leader. Instead, he tried to make people fitter. I guess it's <laughs> good that he fell into <laughs> to this category. Yeah. Who knows if he didn't get into fitness? Yeah. And fighting the giant organizations yeah when you have a million people call you coach like you're you're you might be in a cult <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is weird um shifting gears yes because i did a q a earlier today and the first 20 of the questions were thoughts on simone biles hmm. okay and i'm sure everyone listening knows more or less what happened but i'm going to give at least all the details that i know hmm. okay so pretty inarguably the best female gymnast of all time, at least the most decorated. 
goes to the Olympics, has a bad warm-up, has a bad first showing, pulls out of the meet and says, uh, this is individual at the time, and says, I'm pulling out for mental health reasons. <clears throat> Later talks to her team, sees more medical. Uh, then they pull. she decides to pull out of the team event as well. Then most of the, or a lot of the, there's two sides to that. Part of the public says, you know, that's pretty shitty that she did that for a number of different reasons, which we'll go into. And then uh, the other side of the argument is she's, uh, you know, she's being brave and she's sort of setting a precedent for people who thought like maybe they didn't have an out, who are in similar scenarios, who do have legitimate mental health uh, issues. And uh, now that somebody with so much clout has done it, people aren't going to be forced to perform under, you know, less than ideal circumstances for their mental health. Uh, also, a piece of information that was thrown into the mix was that in the previous Olympics, uh, Simone Biles had tested positive for Adderall, <clears throat> but it, uh, there were like leaked medical documents uh, where her like address was released, you know, all of her drug test information, uh, and same with a bunch of other athletes. And she, a test came back saying that she tested positive for Adderall. Uh, then it was released because of that, that she had a therapeutic use exemption for Adderall. Mm -hmm. And then going into this Olympics, the IOC said, we're not allowing therapeutic use exemptions for Adderall anymore. So it doesn't matter if you have ADHD, it doesn't matter, whatever, you can't use Adderall. It's too much of an advantage uh, to be able to take that drug. And I agree with that decision because Adderall is basic, basically meth. And I've seen a crackhead or a meth head, very skinny, lift the back end of a car. <laughs> and I'd say that definitely <laughs> improved his performance. It definitely enhanced his ability to lift a car because I don't think under general circumstances he would be able to do that. So I think that's a good call on their part. You know, however, that's sort of another thing. So people are saying she went into this competition not feeling her best maybe <clears throat> under these weird COVID circumstances. There's no audience. She's not thriving off the crowd. She's maybe a little distracted because she's not uh, taking, she's not allowed to take Adderall for the first time mm -hmm. in her competition life. And boom, those are all the, all the details. Mm. So interested in both of your thoughts on that. Okay. My understanding is this is just the all individual all around and the team that she withdrew from. And then there's day to day, which is like another week of stuff that she could compete in. Uh, I'm not sure. But then, the all around and the all around team event yeah, are, big are the biggest ones. Yeah. But still, so she's not, she didn't withdraw from the Olympics. She withdrew from two events. But well, but the all around is based off of the combination of all of the other events. So it's like if you that right, that's what makes that up. No, for, you cannot do other. You do other. You events. can just do individual. No, there like individual there are more events. events over the course of the next week and a half -ish. that are not part of the, that are not the with events she withdrew from that okay. she can still compete in. It'll be interesting to see what happens because <laughs> I imagine if you're not, you know, in the right mental space to compete yeah. in one, it would follow for all yes i don't know but yeah so thoughts 
think it's equivalent to a bad performance. It's no difference of whether she withdrew or whether she didn't do well in terms of the outcome. It's it's interesting. I see like <laughs> <coughs> so I see two sides of it, right? It's like if this is an a regular it is a regular like local competition where you're competing only for yourself, then it's like under any you just don't feel like competing cool pull out it affects nobody you know mm-hmm. in in this scenario there's a few things there's like a societal thing that i th- see as being potentially problematic and that's that obviously there's a large number of people who have mental health issues right uh you know steffi steffi suffers from uh anxiety and and panic attacks so i've seen it firsthand and i know they're very real but i think there's a problem with the way the conversation happens in society, where as soon as somebody plays the mental health card, whether it's valid or not, there's no questions asked, so you're absolved of any responsibility that has to do with whatever you're talking about, right? It's like, if you even ask the question, or if you, if you voice an opinion, and you say, ah, I don't think Simone Biles uh, should have pulled out, I think that maybe that's an excuse. You're gonna get absolutely crushed. People are gonna say, well, well, mental health, mental, like, you know, it's as soon as that, that phrase is used, it's like the argument's over. But I do see why people would, like I, I see why you wanna protect that because you want people to talk about it. But on the other hand, it's pretty convenient to be able to pull that card whenever you want, even if you mm-hmm. don't have mental health issues. Yeah. Oh, the other piece of information that I forgot to say was, after the fact, she came out and said that she had this thing called the twisties which I'm familiar with because my oh. sister was on the national team for gymnastics back the, in the day. And it's a real thing that people get. Yeah. It's, um, Isn't it like vertigo? It's like vertigo-like symptoms mm-hmm. and it causes gymnasts when they're, when they're in the air and they're in rotation, it causes them to sort of like lose orientation oh. and sometimes causes them to over-rotate, right? And that's not good, especially when you're doing really dangerous flips and stunts. So they, she came out and said that after the fact, after had, after already saying a mental health uh, issue, you know. So to me, that's kind of like that's a bit of a red flag because if you're if you're gonna say it's mental health, and then it's like, oh, actually, it's this thing that makes me fall on my face. It's like I think that one's the more re, like the one that should lead sort of the argument, right? Like the thing that actually is physically preventing me from doing the sport I'm competing in, like that makes sense to say. But it just seems like after the fact, you're like, oh, a lot of people didn't accept the mental health thing, so here's this other reason as well, you know? And I, I have no idea whether that's both, true. Both could be true though. Both could yeah. be true. And if either one of them is true, it's also a valid reason, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But <clears throat> I think what a lot of people are saying is she just she was doing poorly, she didn't want to lose, and maybe choosing to like position yourself in alignment with the mental health banner, which is, you know, a really like big topic in society right now, is better for her career long term than like a bronze medal. You know, and that's kinda I guess that's the argument that's going on. You know? And it's like it's a touchy subject and it's hard. But I feel also for the person who trained four years to try to go to the Olympics, yeah. didn't get a spot, and then someone pulls out part way through the competition, you're like, damn, I could have been there. That's right, but again, that's not what we're talking about, because she could compete in other events. What's that? Right, that, that's, I think that's, a, I don't know who, who brings that up, because she's still 
possibly competing. Right. But she took the spot, the first spot for the overall, or yeah. whatever that is. The yeah, and then someone else finished. Right. So I guess someone could have competed in the overall. No, I don't think so. So in the team, in the team final, someone else fills in for the rest of. Or you just put in whoever to do the team. Yeah, final. which is fine. I think if you're experiencing anything that's throwing you off your game, mm. you think you're going to be a negative impact on your team. I think yeah. the responsible thing to do is to pull yeah. out so that you don't, you yeah. know, you you don't hold your team back. I yeah. think that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. And what, what's the difference between like competition anxiety and fear of failure and all of those things versus like, and nobody really knows, right? Yeah. She's going to be the only person who actually knows what happens. But I don't know. There's just so many angles to the thing. And then you have people trying to make it a race issue also. Well, everyone We're, tries to make everything an issue that it is. You know, people are saying, oh, because it's a, the reason why people are upset that she didn't finish the competition is because she's black. And yeah. they're picking on her for that reason. And I'm like, yeah. that just is such a stretch. It's unbelievable that people would even entertain that. I also, I also don't, I don't get the, um, I don't know if it's a real conjecture that she would rather not medal and withdraw than medal and not get gold. Because she has not won everything she's ever done. But she was heavily <laughs> favored to win. Like it's a letdown if she uh, loses. Yeah. It's still you know? less of a letdown if she medals than if she doesn't. That's a weird absolutist thing. Silver is just first loser. <laughs> like, honestly, do you care? Have you ever come second in something and been, like, sick? My, my hockey team went to the national championship. We came second. I'm like, cool. We could have come fifth. Don't care. <laughs> Literally didn't care. If you're not first, you're last. You're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, no, there's second and there's third. It's like, hell, there's even fourth. Like, what? I based my whole life on that quote. I came second in Worlds and was pretty happy about it, knowing <laughs> how far it was Charlie, uh, how far he was ahead. But then after the fact, I'm uh, like, I ah, wasn't that far ahead. Like, I could have, you yeah, know, like, could have got first. There's always, a, like, what ifs and stuff. So it's like, you could be, yeah, happy for second, but then it's like, well, what if... You know, I did this or that. Or I mean, I'd rather have off. second than third, yeah. but it's um, like yeah. I would feel almost the same about third as I would about second. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, tough. You know, the worst thing that could ever happen to you is actually you get everything you ever wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> what like she now would what? say. <laughs> mental health, like that's just so that's very broad. Like what specifics? Yeah, because dude, um, if it's like anxiety or whatever, I've literally seen Steffi have intense panic attacks and then go out and break three world records this episode is brought to you by stay classy meats stay classy meats curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the northern rockies they are an athlete focused meat company uh always never ever no hormones no antibiotics they source from ranchers who are for the animals to free range graze in low stress environments on nutrient rich regenerative grass Montana is known for having very productive farmland and the nutrient rich grass consumed by the animals is passed on to us. They cater to athletes who require the best quality products to put in their bodies. Nutrition is the base of our existence. The better the quality of the inputs, the less stressed out our bodies will be and the more efficient they will run. Quality, convenience, small batch, that's Stay Classy Meats. Check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code HYBRID in all caps get 10% off. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories, 
balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. These products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a Hybrid Unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that, you know, yeah. with medication and yeah. with, with uh, you know, psychology and therapy. Well, the interesting thing is what medication is she, what medication is she allowed to take around competition? That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I don't um, know because it's probably not wouldn't be a good thing to take Xanax yeah. and go try to jump yeah. around and do yeah, flips. Combination of what's allowed and also what is what is reasonable for performance perspective. I mean, yeah. in my mind, it's no different than my ankle hurts. It's like, well, what's wrong with your ankle? I don't know. You know, but I'm not going to perform well. I might risk doing yeah. something stupid. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, kind of call it for today and well, that's see how it feels thing. tomorrow. Like, it's really no difference in my mind. I wish they named it something else because I feel so ridiculous saying the twisties when I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, when you first said it, I'm like, what is <laughs> yeah. that? But I mean, if that's a real thing and she could have fallen and broken her neck, it's mm-hmm. like that's that's a pretty legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I feel like it's yeah. Maybe it's super bad anxiety. Maybe you fall and break your neck. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's called a bad day at the office for anybody else. You know. Yeah. It's like that's then don't be a gymnast. Yeah. If you then go get a desk job or do yeah. something else. Well, but that's part of the job. Yeah, she's also and entitled, she's done it a million times before. She's also entitled not to be a gymnast on any day she doesn't want to be a gymnast. Mm. <laughs> but that's the part that people find problematic. Oh. Because that's the that's the whole argument. Because look, we have to assume that what she's saying is the truth because we don't know. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I believe her. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure she had some issues that, you know, I was working through all the hypotheticals before, but I'm sure if she could compete and win a gold medal, yeah. she would have. Chosen I also don't to do understand that. what the harm is to anyone but her. Well, I think politically, it's a big deal. Like politically, because the Olympics is the biggest international dick measuring contest. It's how yes. all the superpowers say, I'm better than you to all the other superpowers. Well, it's how authoritarian regimes appear legitimate to to the world and <laughs> to their also. population. So there's no effect on, on no, the but US. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, but the it's, US always has a statement to make. that like, We can compete and we're a clean country and we can still win. Yeah, this has nothing to do with that. Huh? <laughs> this has nothing well, it to does do. if they don't get a medal now. Uh, you know? But, but the, all that matters to the US is that they don't send a bunch of people that test positive for... PDs. That's their biggest priority for yeah. sure. It's but, much more important than the gold than the medal count. Sure, I mean, but there's a few programs in the U.S. that they care a lot about, right? Like track. I mean, they care, they care about, about it, but it's relative. It's not. It's not. It's not. A, you know, it's not Putin trying to you know spike his popularity so he can go invade another country. That you is know, true. A few a few weeks later, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, maybe they're trying to spike their popularity, but just in a different way. We're gonna just send like, right, we don't, we don't people see, who lose cleanly, but we don't see the same. Like it's not a a tool of of kind of yeah in, that we wield internationally or or politically against you know. But does us beating them help? Not because then Putin can't spike his popularity <laughs> if we take all the golds, and he can't yeah, win so in another country. It's war without the weapons. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like the, the giant little, cold war. But it's literal <laughs> with athletics. Li- that's right. That's that's literally Orwell. But, uh, <laughs> but but I don't think we necessarily see it as war without the weapons. There are other places that see it as war without the weapons. 
So it was like, we care not so much about the athletes, probably not enough, but at least a little yeah. bit. What right. about the fact that she gets paid by the government? She gets stipends to compete. So she's, yeah. she is getting paid. To yes, but then that sounds a lot like Russia. It's like you will do what the state requires of you. Yeah, but look at some <laughs> sports like football. Yeah. You know, you might have some athletes might have 50% guaranteed on their contract in terms of pay. And if you get injured, there goes your other 50%. Like you yeah. either perform or you don't get paid. Yeah, but also she, that's similar to stipends though. Because um, you need to, for weightlifting, for example, you need to hit a certain total. These are also um, tiny stipends relatively. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> you're essentially, if you're not performing, you're going to lose it. Because you need to hit a certain total every year. Yeah. Because you could actually you go to the Olympics and not hit the total one year and lose your stipend or get a reduced rate um, for one year. So what do you think, though? So now if you're... Right, if we cared about this so a lot, we would pay these people a lot more so they wouldn't need jobs. But the structure is different, right? You just get a bunch of sponsors. I'm sure... I, yes, but which is which? See what Simone Biles was wearing in like her interviews. Yes, and that's stuff. how she's she, doing well. That's how she does well. Yeah, she's but got the, you do well from sponsors. You do well from sponsors. But right, the country jewelry on. Yes, but that is the that is the economic structure of the Olympics, right? That is why NBC prioritizes the Olympics. That is why Visa prioritizes the Olympics Speaking because of, of because of ratings, which and the sure. ratings are terrible this this, this time year? around. Yeah, they're down seventy percent. Seventy. Yeah. Wow. Um, they are awful, and. Wow. Also another sign that the Olympics doesn't have the power it used to have. Do you also um, think though that that's partly because people just don't watch TV? Yes. It's, anymore? it's partly mm. because it's on Peacock and nobody has Peacock. Yeah. Honestly, the only place I've seen it is playing in restaurants and bars. Yeah. So literally, mm. yeah, literally the only place I've seen it is on an Instagram. But, and, um, and obviously, yeah, <laughs> social media. So yeah, the problem is there's something like a million to two million Peacock subscriptions. Which is a which is compared to two hundred million Netflix subscriptions is a very 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 tiny amount, and that's what NBC is trying to use to promote Peacock, to try to get it to the same kind of competitive plane as that's the big miss. streaming services. That's a big miss. Yeah, um, it just turns out nobody's watching it, or, or not watching it live. Dude, as, I used to get as, so hyped for the Olympics. Oh. I used to sit down with the family yeah. and watch the opening ceremonies. Yeah. be like, their outfits suck. Those outfits are sick. Like that country's got a bunch of pretty people in it. Like you do the whole yeah. evaluation of like the whole, yeah. every, the whole thing. And now it's like, I was like, oh, the opening ceremonies happened. Like, how do I find it? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so that just all undermines the argument that she's somehow competing in the service of the United States for some kind of yeah, national sure. patriotic cause. Do you she's think a, she's an athlete competing at the highest level of her sport. You think right. it should have happening to wear the her, her her next, like say say because she had a bad showing now she's like you know what, I'm going to make another run mm -hmm. I want to do the Olymp the next Olympics mm -hmm. and you're the coach is it a risk do you, she she wins everything you just have to qualify like everybody else but do you take her or do you mm -hmm. what's yeah. the que like the question mark oh no what if this happens again yeah Maybe that, that's probably some precautions around like monitoring mental health. They have a good program for the Olympics or for Team USA of like providing you with therapists, um, psychologists, whatever you need. Oh yeah, you know through Hunter, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so they, what what do they have? They they can pretty much provide you anything, from my understanding. Really? Um, she's never been to the Olympics either, and they provide her with like just during competition or always. No, like. Say, say if someone wanted a therapist month to month or every week, like they would, in a lot of cases, they could provide for that. And I imagine at the Olympic level, it's 
like if you're going to the Olympics and top level athlete, it's even more than that. So I'm interested too, if, if it was mental health, if they knew about it prior and if she was working right. with someone and if it's and a sports if, psychologist. But it sounds like she was having ongoing like issues with whatever uh, we don't, we're just under the broad banner of mental health. But mm-hmm. was, if she was having something that was affecting her performance, were there people like pushing her through and trying to force her to compete? Yeah. Cause that's also a problem. That's a, that's a, that's thing a problem. Too. Yeah. You know, like you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. She's like, nah, I don't think I will. And then they keep, they make her do it. Like that's not good. That's a so con- that's a I mean, that could be a reason why they're calling it. What was the thing they came back and said it was, Twisties. Twisties. It Feels could be from protecting themselves if they did push her. Right. They're, they're, I no, mean, yeah, there's so yeah, many true. different there's so that's many true. different angles because they could they would get in I mean, big trouble for pushing her for that. Simone Biles is kind of part of the reason why this trend isn't as big as it used to be. But there's a huge trend in USA gymnastics of just telling girls to be lighter until they stop eating. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care, right? Yeah. Um there's much worse things that happen in, in USA gymnastics. Then, yeah, well, letting a girl so, pull out of competition. Yeah, you were telling that story earlier. <laughs> what was it? The who was it, and what um, that happened? It was uh, the first girl to speak out against Larry Nasser, who would abused almost thousands potentially. But I think there was something like three hundred complaints legally. Right, there was the the the, the, um, the private litigation might have involved three hundred people, but there's a lot of a lot of potential victims. She you was, know, with she those was sorts the first, of things, a lot of people yeah, don't come forward yeah, because yeah. of the shame and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, there's that potentially thousands, with. thousands of victims. Right. And she was the first person to complain to USA Gymnastics about Larry Nasser, and she, and it seems as though she was targeted um, to make sure that she never made an Olympic team, even though she had, based, she had had the performances that would otherwise qualified her. And so, so she's based one. She was ignored. The complaints were ignored and suppressed. And met, and that's a whole. That's a huge, huge story. That's a huge itself. story. That's that's criminal conspiracy. That was a huge thing, you know, for for years. Um, many of the much of the leadership in USA Gymnastics is no longer there. I don't think any of them are criminally have been criminally charged. But I think there's a bunch of investigation. Obviously, Larry Nasser is in prison for the rest of his life. Um, but good. The yeah, but just the idea that you the. Basically, there was retribution against you for for complaining about the team doctor, who was yeah. abusing hundreds or thousands of of girls, um, and there was just a pervasive culture of abuse and you know physically and emotionally, and which likely is not totally resolved because it's that pervasive. For right. sure, even just yeah. the level at which they push those girls, yeah. like I saw it uh, with my sister firsthand. Mm. It's unbelievable, man. You have these little girls, like five, six years old, yeah. that are competing at the highest level. Mm. They look like little anatomy posters. Yeah. And if like if they can't get in the splits, you yeah. have a coach behind them shoving them into the splits yeah. while they're like crying. Yeah. Like these are little girls. Jeez. Yeah. And then uh, my sister was saying like she didn't like at, at a certain age. She was like, I don't want to do it anymore, or whatever. So my yeah, dad was brutal. like, my dad was like, you know, is she being soft or like is this really like not a good environment? And he went, like, it was my dad or my mom, I can't remember who yeah. actually went and saw and watched the whole practice and it was just brutal. Yeah. Like brutal what they were putting them through. Like every girl had cried at some point throughout the practice. You know, they were making them push themselves to their absolute limits yeah. as children. And, and my dad was like, uh, or whoever it was that went was like, yeah, no, oh, okay, I get it. And you know, one of them actually said to my my 
because they were like Eastern European coaches. Mm. <clears throat> and my whoever, I think it was my dad actually, because he tells this story. He said, like, what's going on? Like, none of them look like they're having fun. Yeah. And the person literally responded in broken English. Was, what is the meaning of the word? This word. <laughs> and it was just like so perfect. He didn't even know what fun meant. Yeah. That's how unimportant it was to him. Yeah. In the country that he lives. Sports isn't fun. It is war. Yeah. Uh, these are little soldiers. Yeah. Which they is, were. Which they is were. really dangerous. Um, and Larry Nasser was like famous for like getting to where he is because no, no girl was ever injured enough to not be able to practice. So the metal was broken. So it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like that's how you good. get to a position as you know as a team doctor at the national it's a bad level. culture. Yeah, um, it's yeah. as bad as any. It was as, as bad, if not worse, than any culture in organized sports. Well, even remember Matt was saying on Rogan that he went to Worlds with a broken back. Yes, the the culture at USA and you the training <laughs> center for weightlifting was awful as well. Yeah, and they're again run by Eastern Europeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. imagine a broken back. Yeah, yeah. Just go out there. Yeah, he had Spondy, right? Yeah. Well, he like did something. Yeah, he he probably had Spondy as a, you know from growing up, and then he did something really bad to fracture it. You know, in the training center, and they're like, "Suck it up," you know. Yeah, he had injured Romania. it, and then he, there he took like a couple days off, and then trained again, and then obviously made it way worse. Yeah, he made it worse. yeah. <laughs> Takes a while for a broken back to heal. Yeah, <laughs> more than a couple. Yeah, it was days. like it was like your back is obviously broken, and no one's gonna tell you that you have to like take some time off. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, the whole idea is like you can't let someone not compete. Yeah, um, you know that that somehow it's not admirable to not go out in a body bag. You know. Yeah, the whole die on your shield. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a problem. Do you remember like years back in um, football where? It was like a big thing for coaches to not let players uh, drink water during practice. Yes, and practice. then kids started dying. Yeah, and then people yeah. started dying. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, because uh, it was so hot. Yeah. Yeah, I remember specifically there was a CFL player. Um, I can't remember if it was the Argonauts or Like, waters for the week. <laughs> yeah, and died. Yeah. From, like, heat exhaustion. I remember that because that was my last year of high school. I played in Connecticut, and they had planned water breaks. Yeah, we had like, there were like state that. mandated water yeah, breaks. Highlighting yeah. that and like, oh, you guys need your water break. And our coach is still like, no, you don't. <laughs> like he was pissed about that. What a weird thing to, to get, like prove your toughness. Yeah, they get hung up on the the one thing that you need more than anything <laughs> to survive. They're like, nope, nope, can't have that. Yeah, he was in, he was intense. But I'm I'm really interested to see what comes out like in the coming. Obviously, she's going to have a million interviews where she's going to talk about this. They're probably going to look into what the real issue is and you know get more specific about it. So there might be a situation where all these people who have slammed her, saying like she's there are people who just took it upon themselves to make public statements like like politicians <laughs> saying she's a national embarrassment. That's, oh, that's horrible. That's I dumb. saw just when I was reading a little bit more about it earlier that that same guy, I can't remember who he was, already retracted his statement and made a public apology about his public oh. statement. Yeah, so, you should. Yeah, it's tough. And whatever she's going through, I hope she's okay. But yeah. in cooler, we're well, not cooler, but I guess it is cooler. It's better news. That chick who won the gold medal for the Philippines, do you see what's been going on with her? That's really good. No. In weightlifting? She won $661,000 from her government and was awarded two homes. What? 
Six, that's the six hundred thousand US yeah. six hundred thousand yeah. US dollars. US dollars. US. Do- I wonder how that works. That's not bad, right? Yeah. What do you make for a gold medal in, in the states? Twenty grand, right? Fifty. Fifty? Or sorry, I think it's twenty, but fifty if it's a world record. US dollars. Is that, that that's not in every sport though? Is that a I, th- I think? I think yeah, something around twenty for a medal, and then fifty if you get a world record. This, and good. then the, the highest well, actually it's pretty I think bad the highest for being the best stip- in the world at something the highest stipend is around 3500 I want to say or 4000 a, a month I think it's different a good example of like how it's different is like the women's soccer team in the US like this is an interesting documentary I think it's on HBO it's like their their suit they sue US soccer that they're not getting paid the same as the men and then USA soccer is like you're getting paid slightly more and they're like yeah we have to be like three times better and play all these extra games and and the, you know, the stipend, <laughs> the stipends and qualifying totals are actually really hard to get. Just for example, I think the top fourth top total might have been third in sixty fours this year was two twenty seven. What's that, that in snatch and clean and jerk? Break it down for the people. Um, like hundred, maybe a hundred snatch, one twenty seven, uh, clean and jerk, one hundred five, one twenty two, something like that, which is, you know, really top level. So that was like. I think a few people hit it, so it was like a top seven total, like seventh hit it, sixth hit it, whatever, for 64, where that, you needed that total, essentially, to qualify for Worlds as a 64 for US, just to qualify. Wow, that's crazy. It was like 226 was the total you needed, but it's like those numbers were top three, because they base it off top three numbers in the Olympics from the previous year to qualify for this Worlds, and the totals were insanely high. Um, that's pretty wild. That's wild. And then they give you an NRS score based off that, so like a What's percentage that? off that score. So say if you had a total, oh, say if yeah. the top to- the average top total was two fifty, you totaled two twenty, whatever your percentage is off that, and it's like a top ten percentage. So for some weight classes, like for a super, it's based off weight. It's, you know, lashes total. <laughs> yeah, that's we had <laughs> which to- is makes it impossible for some weight classes. Yeah, back when I was uh, competing in weightlifting in Canada, we had you, you had to hit eighty percent um, of the world marker to be eligible. Mm-hmm. And then the world marker was the top ten highest total, the average of the top ten highest totals from the previous uh, international competition year. Similar, and you now. had to hit eighty percent of that. So it's I don't know if Canada still of the top that way. five, top five, which yeah. is still high. Yeah, it's super high if you're in a stacked weight class. Mm-hmm. And, and that's being like separated by a couple kilos all the way down. Yeah, I think it's eighty percent of the top five or eighty percent of the fifth person. Yeah, if the out if there's an outlier that skews that. Yeah, so I think it, it might be the fifth person, but it's still, you know, fairly high. And for, especially for some weight classes, it's just you know because there's some weight classes like the sixty four or fifty nine class, they're almost out totaling the classes above, or mm. just shy. Yeah, that's crazy. But for that that Filipino girl. Um, she's also just exploded on social media. Yeah. I saw she had like 30,000 followers the day before. Mm. Then when she broke that, uh, uh, won the Olympics, the next day, 200,000. <laughs> and that's just one day. So it's like you probably wow. just have the whole country. Because I think that was the country's first gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah. Like period. Mm-hmm. So they were stoked. She's like a national hero. Probably for a parade for her when because I saw they had yeah. they had videos of her in December, like clean and jerking with like a broomstick and backpacks because she had no equipment. I saw that. That's, yeah, 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 that's amazing. 
because of the and COVID then her first stuff? Olympics, it was like she came second last, <laughs> then the next one bombed, then the next one came second, and then this one that's it was like a good story. didn't have a gym to train at. Oh so man, that reality TV sick. show interviewer would have loved her story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless she had no trauma. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That's just, those types of countries are where you want to go to the Olympics for, or who you want to go to the Olympics for. Steffi has a friend from Venezuela who, uh, for being on the national team, is getting paid 60K US, and um, and they gave her a house that she could live in. This weightlifting? In weightlifting, yeah. and Which is crazy in a country where, like, there's so much poverty. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But she, you know, they're training in the national facility. She had to maintain, obviously, a certain ranking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the entire time. But I don't think that girl was even first. They just treat them like pro athletes over there. Yeah, I mean, there's a thing this this time around. They those countries get vaccines for those for the athletes to send them, even though they can't get any more vaccines. Is, they, they, if they have to get vaccinated before they leave the country, or upon yeah, they have to be fully va- no, they have to be fully vaccinated before they get to to Japan, which means they had to find vaccine that didn't exist in those countries. So everyone lied. No, they get what they would, they they would get them. it if they really could. If they really wanted to get it, they could get it. Wow. You know, there's like enough what for some people. Sure. Not nearly enough. If it helps the government, because <laughs> yeah. that's one of those countries that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. They need it for political position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they can't not send those people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that is really crazy. They also can't appear like they don't have enough vaccine to send even their Olympians. So they will find the vaccine idea. to show the world that they actually have some vaccine. That's true. Did you see Canada's uh, gold medal in weightlifting? Yeah. Maud Sharon. Yeah. She's been to hybrid, hybrid a few times yeah. to train. That's pretty cool. We had a bunch of, actually a bunch of people. This is the first year where like, I knew a lot of the, the people going. Um, Bodhi Sanove. I think yeah. he competes tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. He has a good chance of winning, I think. Or hitting a record. I think he can medal, but I don't think he's going to beat that uh, the kid with the Super Mario hair. <laughs> What's his name? Super Mario. Uh, Mezzo. Mezzo uh, oh, Mezzo? Asana? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy is really strong. Bodhi's done like, I don't know, like 210 in comp. I think he that kid's done like 230 clean and jerk. Clean and jerk? What was it? Bodhi, oh, Bodhi's, I think he has a good chance for a snatch world record. It's one. 80 something oh he's done more than that in training yeah so he's done more in training Oof. Um, that kid is uh a bull yeah that kid's super strong i've just heard he'll just get under anything and try it oh i'm sure i'm sure he's a and crazy you know ne- never clark like yeah. if it's 200 kilo snatch he'll try and get i've under always that. said that dude i was like you could put 250 on the bar that kid will try to get under it <laughs> yeah he's nuts That's but awesome. he comes from such a like a long line of of high level weightlifters his grandpa went to the Olympics. His dad was on the national team. He really? has, I think his dad has won like 10 national championships. Jeez. And then Bodie, another Olympian. Uh, I think Bodie's younger brother also just won nationals. Didn't go to the Olymp- to this Olympics, but won nationals in his weight class this year. Yeah, they're just a stacked yeah. family. I, w- I wonder what you get for being a weightlifter in Canada. Like if they stipend or anything. They do. It's not much. I think when I was lifting, they had something called a half card and a full card. The half card you got paid five hundred bucks a month. Full card you got paid a thousand. <laughs> what does that do? A thousand? So what yeah. do you? How do you even live? <laughs> you you work. 
<laughs> you have a oh, job. Yeah, you, work. <laughs> you have a job. But also a lot of the people who are getting those were young. So like yeah. almost, almost all of them were pay my university and college. So it's like you're still living off mom and dad's You're dime. rich on a thousand bucks a month. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I do with all this money? All this extra money? Yeah. yeah. You, you, just, you just send it on some, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you buy the fancy avocados now. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to use the coupons to find the special <laughs> strawberries on sale in the grocery store. So yeah. now you just get more strawberries with the coupons. Yeah, I get double the strawberries. That's true. That's like that Bare Naked Lady song. It's like, if I had a million dollars, you heard, you know the song? Yeah. You're like, no, we wouldn't have to eat craft dinner. He's like, yeah, but we would eat craft dinner. Like, oh, of course we would, we just eat more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or like oh my god I have a million pop culture references for this yeah. family guy when yeah. they they get the welfare checks that are wrong <laughs> and he it's actually the decimal place is like way moved over so he's like <laughs> he's like alright kids get in the car we're having the most expensive meal of our life they go up to like a Taco Bell <laughs> and he's like I'll have 6,000 chicken vaginas please <laughs> it's like what? yeah you heard me 6,000 chicken vaginas <laughs> Most expensive. <laughs> uh, I've thought about that a long time. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, how long have you been running? Oh, it's perfect. Perfect. Say something on Family Guy. You know, uh, the Seth MacFarlane went to my high school. No way. And he based Family Guy off of it. Like, wow. apparently, our headmaster is supposed to be like based off Brian or something like that. He's a prep school kid. Is <laughs> yeah, he's a prep school kid. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. With the okay, the headmaster is based off Brian. Yeah, there was like because the, no the principal related. of the school is a dumbass. There yeah. was no, yeah, there's no relation to Peter. But then Lois is actually like his wife, the headmaster's wife, something like that. I could be getting it wrong, but I know it was based off that. Wow. The more you know, what's your high school? Kent School. This Kent was school? in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Connecticut. You're a Connecticut boy, like Jeff. Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> Are you a pizza lover? I like pizza. Yeah. He, Jeff is always like yeah I don't know he's what, trying to say that Connecticut pizza is like the most superior pizza I don't it know about pretty, that I know what pizza he's talking about it's good pizza but like there's a New York versus Chicago debate that's been going on forever yeah and then you have no, but Jeff Conne- with his but with Connecticut his has good New York pizza it's, it's, New York, it's New York pizza it's just it's good New York pizza okay it's like uppity New York pizza yeah, yeah. it's uppity New York pizza that's okay. a good way to describe it it's really close to it's New like York. it's yeah it's New York pizza for snobs about New York pizza okay, it's exactly it. in Connecticut <laughs> got it alright that makes sense right. <laughs> the people who like New York pizza actually live in Connecticut they just commute to New York and eat pizza in both places <laughs> um, alright I think that's a good place to wrap yeah. it thank you guys for being on uh, to our listeners make sure you screenshot this episode when you're listening to it post in your social media tag me Steffi uh, tag Hybrid Unlimited tag our co-hosts Simon don't and tag me tag Ian for sure he's all <laughs> over social media actually follow his Twitter if you're into anything tech related or software development related because you go ham on those yes I'll be up and it's like 2 in the morning and then you'll make some tweet about I something just, I don't understand I usually just we tweet things I'm, that are interesting that have happened yeah. I try to read them sometimes, and so they're just whoosh, yeah. yeah. Right a lot of the time, it's in the weeds. Twitter is where software <laughs> happens, so yeah. But uh, make sure you do that. Uh, when you do that, you'll automatically be inter- entered into a draw to potentially win some uh, hybrid legacy gear, which is the official apparel of the podcast and of Hybrid Performance Method. Uh, check out the Hybrid Strength Coach app on 
hyperstrengthcoach.com or you can go to our main website hyperperformancemethod.com and everything we do links from there thank you guys for listening catch you next time